Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, keeping us in God's Word. Now, when I say short, 13, 14 minutes usually, somewhere around there. But even that short period of time is crucial for our development, our strengthening, and our staying strong in our faith, because the scriptures tell us that faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So even this short period of time helps us to be strong in our faith, helps us to be deeper, more developed in our faith. You know people in your life who need to grow in their faith, don't you? Help them by getting them into these studies, by sharing them through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. You may help somebody turn their life around. Make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our new line of thought and study. We're talking about our need for God in our lives. Now, how I've really laid this out and and the basic statement is you can't do it yourself. You must trust in God. You need God in your life. I've asked the question by way of introduction and opening last time. Are you trying to do it alone? Are you trying to make it by yourself? Are you trying to to do it on your own? And I used the illustration of a toddler. And he's got this new toy, or maybe mommy and daddy bought him a really simple puzzle or whatever. And some of those toys maybe where you have to fit a, you know, a, a round a piece, a piece into a round hole, and that's teaching him coordination and, and, and processing and all of that. But, and, but anyway, whatever it is, he's got that, and he's trying to work it out. He's trying to figure it out. He's trying to make it work but he can't quite get there. And so mom or dad, or maybe big brother, big sister, they step in, they try to help him see, okay, this goes in this hole, or this goes in this spot, or this is, you you push this button to make this toy work or whatever. But he becomes, you know, he wants to do it himself. And so he, he pulls it back, whatever it is, won't let them even, won't let them even touch it. You know, he's going to do it himself. And so eventually they, they back off and they walk away and they leave him alone and on his own. And within a few minutes, he becomes very frustrated because he hasn't been able to figure it out on his own. And, and he, he has, you know, disdained or, or rejected the help that somebody else was trying to give him. And now he's frustrated. He throws the toy across the room. Maybe he starts crying. Well, that's a toddler. And we can understand the toddler is immature. <laughs> he's learning about life. And hopefully he's learning that he needs help along the way. But we're talking about us as adults, talking about you in your station in life. You can't do it yourself. You must trust in God. You need God in your life to help you along. I want to go back and read again the text of Scripture from James chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. And we focused really on verse 13 last time, but I want to bring all of this into context. So verse 13 through 17, James chapter 4, come now you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? 
It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. So we talked about how so many people, and maybe you have this problem in your life right now, you think you can do it by yourself. You don't need anybody. And so many people, God is not even in their life. In fact, a whole lot of people, as I said, they they do not want to think about God because that's inconvenient for them, because they know they're not living a godly life. They're, they're not asking for God's directions. They're not trying to live in such a way that honors God through the way they live, and they don't pray to God. They just they think they can do it on their own. Maybe they're in their 20s. Maybe they're in their 30s. Maybe they're in their 40s. Whatever, whatever time period it is in their life, they, they think they're big and, and strong enough and you know, tough enough and effective enough, self-sufficient enough. They can do whatever needs to be done. Sooner or later, they're, they're going to come to the reality that that's not true. God provides even the oxygen supply. We need him in every aspect of our lives. And so, as we pointed out, James is focusing on the mindset, and he's using you know, an illustration we can relate to. And probably every one of us have made this kind of mistake, in our lives. He says, you know, you say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city today or tomorrow. And so we've all received those phone calls. Someone we knew yesterday is dead now. They died last night or they died this morning. Maybe it was a loved one. Maybe it was a family member, someone we worked with. They were alive. Maybe we say, well, I just talked to him yesterday or the other day. Yeah, yeah, they were alive then, but no more. They died last night or they died this morning. But you assume your life is going to go on because you say today or tomorrow. Okay, so you're assuming you've got today. You're assuming you've got tomorrow, but it goes beyond that. Most of us would say, well, yeah, I I, I don't really have any reason to not believe that I'm still going to be alive at the end of the day today or even tomorrow. But James goes on and he says, but you make these plans that you're going to go to such and such a city. Well, how, how have you mapped that out? How have you planned for that? Do you have a place to go? I cannot tell you how many times as a minister of the gospel, I've had people call me or maybe show up at my office door and say, um, we were traveling here. We heard there was work here, heard there were jobs. And so we were traveling along and we had car problems on the way and we had to get the car fixed and, and we, had, we used all of our money just about and we got here. There are no jobs and we have no money. And, and I, I would ask them, why did you do that? Why did you assume? Why, what did you think you were going to do when you, get, when you got here? You only had enough money to fix your car? What, where were you going to live? What were you going to eat on? 
What job was it that you were focusing on? No, no particular one. Usually it was just they heard there were jobs here. Or maybe there was a particular company. But they got there and there were no jobs. You see, that's irresponsible planning. But they assumed, they assumed it would all work out. I wonder if they stopped and asked God for his blessings and guidance and wisdom in the plans they were making on their own for themselves and by themselves. So he says, you do not know what will happen tomorrow for what is your life? It is even a vapor. Now notice also, not only are we assuming about today or tomorrow, but, but James says in verse 13, you're going to go to such and such a city. You're going to spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. You're going to spend a year there. Really? And in that year, you're going to be successful. You see, all that's in your plans. You're going to spend a year there. You assume you've got a whole year, and it's only going to take a year, and you're going to be in business, and you're going to make a profit in that year. As I stated, talk to any banker who is in the business loan profession or, or end of the banking business. Ask them how many, how many businesses, new businesses, startups, how, how long they last on most of them. What percentage go under within a year or two or three? You might be amazed. But then he goes on and he says, you know, you don't know what will happen tomorrow. You're assuming today. You're assuming tomorrow. You're assuming a year from now. But some people, they'll, they'll assume way beyond that. They'll assume, you know, yeah, within five years or ten years, I'm going to have this much money. The business is going to grow this much. And uh, whatever the venture is that I'm entering into, it's going gonna, it's gonna to just gain so much. It's, it's, we're going to be so successful. Again, those plans usually do not work out the way that the individual thinks about them and plans them in their head to begin with. They don't work out that way. But James says, you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. I've been preaching a long time. I've spoken at a lot of funerals. And let me tell you, they are not, they have not been by any means all elderly people whose funeral I was speaking at. All ages, all ages. Death is no respecter of persons. When we think about that 23rd Psalm and that portion that says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, life in this world is the valley of the shadow of death because death is a reality. The Hebrews writer says in Hebrews chapter 9, verses 27, 28, he says, hey, it is appointed for man to die once, but after this, the judgment. Now, no, we know, you know, you have, you have experiences in your life. You know that death does not wait until a person is a certain age. Anybody can die at any time, including children, infants, including teenagers, including people in their mid-20s, mid-30s, and on and on it goes. And James is saying, 
why are you making all these plans as though you were in complete control, as though you could do it yourself, on your own, by yourself, under your own power? And so he tries to to bring the person into focus, bring us into focus by saying, you don't know what will happen tomorrow. But let me emphasize a little bit more. You don't know what's going to happen by the end of the day today. And you have all these plans. You think everything's going to work out just hunky-dory under your own power, by your will, by your, by your expertise and your strength and your ability all by yourself. Here's the point of this study again. You can't do it yourself. You must trust in God. And in addition to that, you really need God in your life. We'll look a little bit deeper next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for being there. And every truly good thing in our life is a blessing from you. Help us to realize that and help us to lean upon you and seek your blessings and wisdom and guidance and strength, Father. Help us to open our eyes. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.